citizens of the United Kingdom, those in once colonies of the former British Empire, and people around the world in general this week, mourning the loss of Queen Elizabeth II. Passing away at age 96 yesterday, her reign of 70 years and 214 days was the longest of any British monarch, and it was the second longest recorded ruling of any monarch of a sovereign country in world history. It's common to see Queen Elizabeth's resemblance struck on many popular modern bullion, gold, silver, and precious metal coins struck by the Royal Mint, Australia's Perth Mint, the Royal Canadian Mint, among others. The once former British Empire's dominant reserve currency status gave way to the current U.S. dollar dominance following the conclusions of World War I and especially after World War II, respectively. Queen Elizabeth II began her reign in 1952. Back when the United States benefited from having been a massive net surplus trader, building much of the then Western World War II machine, importing huge swaths of gold bullion at the time holding over 20,000 metric tons. This week, we began with a dystopic clip going viral on Twitter, and it was apparently from a British morning television show where they're now running raffles and prizes to see who can win four months of free energy bills. As we turn towards winter and rapidly escalating heating bill costs projections, of 3,582 and 4,266 fiat pounds per household annually. Let me know in the comment section below if this clip gives you Black Mirror Willies as it did for me. Okay, here we go. So we've got, we've got, we'll pay your energy bills. We've got a thousand pounds as well. So this is energy bills, I think, for four months if it stops on that. Nice. Uh, so how are your, how, how are your energy bills? Are you a bit worried about it all? Oh, major. Yeah. Are you? Oh, God. I've got one of these prepayment meters and it's absolutely murder. Oh, God. Right, well, let's hope it lands on one of those then. Whatever, right. you're going to win some money, so here we don't go. worry. Here yeah, we go. One way, one way or t'other. Here we go. Round and round it goes. Where it stops, nobody knows. Da 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 da. £1,000 or energy down. bill. £1,000 or energy bill. It is going to be. Energy bill! Oh my god, thank we, you. We are paying your energy bill for four months. Oh, fantastic. No worries. Oh, oh what a relief. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, listen, well done, you. Uh, Hello there, on behalf of SDBullion.com, this is James Anderson with a quick SDBullion market update. Before we go further, please smash the like button so other sound money stackers can also see this content. And be sure to subscribe to our SD Bullion channel so you can get our latest market coverages and also a chance at winning incredible Bullion giveaways like this one. Get ready for SD Bullion's Monster Box sweepstakes that includes 500 Silver Eagles. You could be the next lucky recipient of a phone call like this. This is Dr. Tyler Wall, CEO of SD Bullion. Well, I'm calling you to let you know that you won the SD Bullion giveaway of a monster box of Silver Eagles. So click the link below for your chance to win. Click the link below to enter our new 500-ounce American Silver Eagle coin Type 2 giveaway contest. And good luck to all of you who take part. The gold-silver spot price markets rebounded slightly in trading this shortened week. The silver spot price climbed with ass prices nearing 19 an ounce to close the week. The gold spot price looks to close around 17.20 per ounce. The gold silver ratio is going to close at 91, which is still on a historic basis pretty high, favoring silver bullion as the better long-term bullion buy at the moment if you're considering where the gold silver ratio has been. This gold silver ratio chart's red line below illustrates how throughout this full fiat currency era, the gold silver ratio has been averaging higher generally, 
with spikes up and down above and below the general green trend line. A repeat of silver outperformance of gold akin to say the 2010-2011 run would have the gold-silver ratio eventually breaking below 50 at some point in the building bullion bull market ahead. Central banks and governments, especially in the Eastern world, continue to buy gold bullion, illustrated by officially reported gross monthly gold metric ton purchases thus far through July 2022. This longer term chart puts official government gold bullion holdings in perspective. Basically, since the 2008 global financial crisis illustrated that the system is bankrupt, Eastern governments have been buying gold bullion over fiat bond issuance more so than ever. The Eastern world now officially has over one-fourth of government gold bullion holdings. And of course, we don't know how much official gold China will eventually declare one day when it suits their sovereign agenda. Here in the United States, savers of fiat Federal Reserve notes continue to get punished and robbed of their purchasing power in real terms by ongoing price inflation. Given mass trillions in both record debt and unfunded liability loads currently, it's hard to imagine we will see any time soon where fiat federal funds rates, the blue line below, actually gets above the orange underreported price inflation line. Charlie Bolelo points out the last five times U.S. inflation peaked above 5%. It took a much higher federal funds rate and a recession to bring it back down. Will this time be different? In some recent bond market data, illustrating that all is not well with global systematically important banks or GSIBs as the Bank for International Settlements Financial Stability Board calls them. Credit Suisse's five-year credit default swap or CDS spreads are now at their highest levels since the 2008 global financial crisis. The Swiss-based globally systematically important bank has been facing a lot of flack ever since the collapse of its 10 billion supply chain finance funds related to Greensill and its $4.7 billion write-down tied to the Archegos Capital fiasco in 2021. Further, Credit Suisse has also been under the pump due to money laundering issues and its planned workforce downsizing. It is focused on scaling back its investment bank and reducing more than a billion in costs of late in news. In another data update on dwindling silver bullion supplies and piles in major Western silver price discovery exchanges, Last week, I showed you this chart illustrating silver flowing out of London over the last smattering of 10 months running. Well, last month, August 2022's update came through this past week, and it shows nearly another 500 metric tons of unsecured London silver ETF flowed out of the warehouses, and that the float of silver outside of the unsecured ETF silver holdings shrunk by 571 metric tons, or basically it shrunk by 18.3 million ounces tighter. At the end of November 2021, reported London silver holdings were 1.17 billion troy ounces. And by the end of last month, August 2022, they claimed to have nearly 916.5 million troy ounces. That's an over 253 million ounce withdrawal and or outflow of silver bullion. And most of it, just looking at the bullion flow data over the last 10 months, is likely exported offshore to India and Swiss or Turkish silver refineries who are converting larger 1,000-ounce silver bullion bars into smaller 100-ounce kilo and 10-ounce formats to better fulfill ongoing high levels of Western bullion buyer investment demand. Perth Mint sales data for both silver and gold bullion coins continues to show strength, and it pretty much illustrates a new paradigm in volumes and sales since 2020 has been reached. Comics registered silver ounce holdings fell below 46 million ounces to close this week. The trend continues as both U.S. and London silver warehouse supplies have shrunken further. 
Also, on related note in terms of real value for gold and silver versus other major asset classes, there's been a large near $100,000 cascade in average U.S. house sales price data. And I contend that downtrend could only be beginning with interest rates relatively much higher now than they were not just a few years back when they were at record low levels. On a long-term basis, measured by gold, perhaps this long-term U.S. house value by gold chart is beginning what I contend will become an eventual rollover to and probably beyond the 2011 low levels. A similar small but recent rollover trend is also shaping up in the U.S. house price versus silver long-term chart here. When you gander at this, consider the 2011 low levels compared to where they are today and what they may mean if we return to that level and or beyond. Finally, considering stubborn inflation rates and record indebted corporate balance sheets currently, the poor performance of the S&P 500 or U.S. stocks coming off their record nominal bubble high levels to start this year, 2022, is not a surprise that it's performed fourth worst year to date since before the 1929 stock market crash. The fact that we have also had strong bear market rallies in stocks sometimes throughout this year is important because it keeps delusional bulls long and it keeps them believing that all is well and normal and going to return to the bubble era that we went through the last few years. Measured in gold value, the S&P 500 has a long way to fall in real value terms from where it is today versus where it was in 2011. My bullion bet is we eventually return nearer to 0.7 from the over 2.3 level we closed at this week. Basically, a more than threefold outperformance for gold's value versus stocks if this chart rolls over as I contend it will in the turbulent years of coming. That's all for this week's SD Bullion Market Update. As always, to you all out there, take great care of yourselves and those you love. If you enjoyed this content, be sure to give our video a thumbs up. To keep getting bullion-related news and industry insights, be sure to subscribe to our channel. Finally, hit that alert button so you know when we publish fresh content.